Welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I'm an intuitive human design reader, a certified professional coach, and an instigator of joy. And I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited to share this episode with you. I'm also so excited. And mind you, me saying I'm so excited... That is me as a manifesting generator in alignment. Manifesting generators and generators, we are here to be so excited all day, every day. That means we're in line. That means we are following what our soul chose for us. We are following our soul blueprint. So what am I so excited about? I am so excited about my new course, Four Weeks to Quit the Stuff That Isn't Serving You. We start April 11th. So get in right now. You can go to kelseyabbott.com slash quit. So this course is for all humans who want to be better. If you want to be a better parent, this is for you. If you want to be a better athlete, this is for you. If you want to be better in your business, this is for you. If you want to be better, if you want to keep growing, you got to leave this stuff that's no longer serving you behind. And that is hard. And that is scary. And that's why we're going to do it together. And that's why I'm going to coach you through it. That's right. You get live coaching with me every Thursday throughout this course. It's live small group coaching. It's going to be so powerful. I am so excited for the magic and miracles that are going to come in for all the people that are taking this course, all the people that are going to be brave enough to stand in their truth to see themselves, to do the work, to allow the miracles and to receive the sparkle on the other side. This course is magical. This experience is going to be so powerful and it's going to be wicked fun because I say so. So go to kelseyabbott.com slash quit to learn all of the things and get signed up. We start April 11th and remember live coaching calls. So you got to show up on Thursdays starting on April 15th, four Thursdays in a row at 4 p.m. Eastern. Kelseyabbott.com slash quit. Now let's talk about today's conversation. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of sharing Kelly Collins with you. Kelly is a soul spark. She is such a bright light and I am so grateful to know her. We recorded an episode on her podcast, the soul spark podcast, the day before we recorded this one. And so you'll hear we're like best friends at this point while we're recording. Kelly took us through all the things about the chakras. It was so good. This is just like a masterclass on chakras. And I remind you a couple times during the episode, and I'm going to remind you before that if you are familiar with human design, remember the energy centers in human design, they have very similar names to the names of the chakras, but they're not the same. So when you're hearing stuff about like, for instance, the root chakra that doesn't correspond. What the root chakra stands for does not correspond to what the root energy center does means in human design. Just keep that in mind. We're talking about chakras. We're not talking about human design, but of course I'm here. So there's going to be little tidbits of human design in this conversation. So Kelly, 
Kelly Collins is a yoga wellness and soul spark empowerment teacher and the host of the podcast soul spark with Kelly Collins. Kelly is a woman on a mission to help raise the collective consciousness through reconnecting and rebalancing the mind, body, spirit with movement, breathwork, and mindfulness practices. She is passionate about empowering people to uncover the deepest parts of themselves and to heal so that they can move forward to flourish and share their unique gifts with the world. Oh my God. She sounds like me kind of same, same, but different. And perhaps that's why we clicked so well. Kelly is very obviously a light leader. And I am so grateful to be on this mission of raising the world with her. I hope you enjoy this conversation. I'm going to get out of the way now. Remember one last thing. Remember four weeks to quit the stuff that's no longer serving you. That's, I said the wrong name. It's four weeks to quit the stuff that isn't serving you, but it is for the stuff that's no longer serving you. It starts April 11th. So we'll go sign up right now at kelseyabbott.com slash quit. All right, now I'm out of here. I love you. Go forth and be awesome. Kelly, thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to see where we go in this conversation. Me too. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to start out with, it sounds like kind of a big question, but what does wellness mean to you? So what I teach in, you know, my coaching and in my, I'm a yoga teacher as well. So what I, what I really teach overall is what I like to call spiritual wellness. And to me, spiritual wellness encompasses the mind, the body, and the soul, because the mind, the body, and the soul are all interconnected. And in, you know, the Western world that we live in, um, most of us have correlated mostly with just our body or our mind. But as we kind of talked about before we press record, it can also, some people can get really stuck in just the spiritual soul part of it when they get, you know, we get into spirituality, we get really excited and then we can just like dive headfirst into that area but it's important that all three work together. And when we can find balance and really reconnect all three pieces, we can find like the optimal, um, the optimal equation for feeling good in this human experience. And also, um, finding that spiritual fulfillment and enlightenment, if you will. Um, and maybe we can talk about the chakras later and how that kind of brings the body and the mind and the soul all together as well. Cause I'm really passionate about that. Yes. I want to talk about that. So like putting a pin in that, but I do want to say also that the, I just had this vision. Are you familiar with the concept of the wheel of life? It's a coaching tool where you have people, like break down different aspects of their life and you assess yourself like on a mm -hmm. scale of one to 10. So if you're a one in say, um, your family relationships, then you're like in, in the center of the pie. If you're a 10, mm -hmm. you're on the outside. So, and then you, you assess everything and then you connect the dots. So you're making a wheel, but rarely is that wheel a perfect circle. Usually yeah. it's, got a hard edge somewhere. So if we just take body, mind, soul, if one of those things is if like two of them are a 10 and one is a one, or, I mean, it can be any number lower than 10, you're going to have a big divot in your wheel mm -hmm. and a wheel with a big divot doesn't go round and round. 
Don't get stuck. <laughs> it's what we call in cycling when you toggle your wheel. You yeah. don't want that. You can't use that. Yeah, totally. I love that analogy. Definitely. And it's also important. It's like sometimes we have to focus more on one area than the other to bring things back towards, you know, maybe a like a wonkier wheel, but not that like big dividend wheel. Right. So yeah. it's like taking time to focus on a certain area of our life so that we can find more balance overall. And then it's just this continuous practice, right? Wellness isn't this short term thing. It's a lifestyle. Yes. And it's, it's incorporating these different tools for our body, for our physical health, for our mental health, for our spiritual health, um, that are going to help us to like keep the wheel turning, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> keep it going, keep it moving, keep it going like in the right direction and all of that. And then also sometimes we are called to say, focus primarily on the body in one instance, and then we get like a sneak attack and we end up learning a whole lot about our soul in that time. Like yoga, right? That's yeah. a lot of people in the Western world have most people in the Western world are drawn to yoga because they're like, oh, it'll make me stretch and I'll feel better and my pain will be gone. And, or maybe I'll get stronger or I'll get like really fit, like those like yoga people, you know? Um, but then all of a sudden you start to understand like your soul and your intuition and all in spirituality as a whole, um, so much better. And, you know, that's what got me into yoga. Right. And what got me here. And now I'm basically like I'm a spiritual teacher, I guess, because that's what I really teach is like spirituality and how to bring that into your life, you know? So, um, I, I think it's really beautiful when we can go into something expecting one thing and they get so much more out of it. Yeah. We all have our different gateway drugs. Mm -hmm. Totally. <laughs> um, okay. So the pin is coming out. Talk about chakras, please. Yeah. So I guess, I'll just start with the basics. So for those who don't know what the chakras are, um, the chakras are part of our subtle body, which is our energetic body. So we have like our physical, like the tangible body that you can feel that you can like look at things under a microscope and see pieces of it and whatever. And then we have our subtle body. So that energetic body that you can't technically see or feel, but once you're really connected to it, you actually can, right? It's just this like very, um, subtle, thing that we can tune into when we allow ourselves to get quiet and get into that space of deep connection. But, um, so basically what the chakras are, are the, they're wheels of energy and they're created because we have these, um, energetic channels throughout our body, thousands of them called nadis. And we have a big main nadi that goes up and down along the spine. So from the How base do you of the spell spine, naughty? N-A-D-I, okay. not like naughty, you know? <laughs> so N-A-D-I, not N-A-U-G-H-T-Y. Because um, English is weird. Now. <laughs> it is. We were talking about that. I know. You can just pronounce all sorts of things different ways. Um, so we have the, the biggest naughty in our body is the Shishumna naughty. It goes from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. And then, you know, we hear all about feminine and masculine energy, right? So we have these two nadis that are a little bit smaller that start at the base of the spine. And then they crisscross along the shishumna nadi all the way up to the crown. And one of them is like our feminine energy and the other is like the masculine energy. And where they crisscross along that main energy channel along the spine 
they create whirlpools or wheels of energy called chakras. And chakra means wheel. So each chakra correlates. I love this because each one correlates to specific like physical, mental, emotional, and energetic attributes. And all together, they really create this comprehensive picture of the human experience, mind, body, and soul. So when we start to work on the individual chakras or the chakra system as a whole, we can work towards finding more balance. So understanding the chakra system is a really powerful tool to have in your pocket um, to really find a deeper understanding of yourself, to find healing that you need to heal and to move forward in your life in different areas. And, you know, we talked about um, that spiritual and that like more physical material stuff. And what's interesting is that the three lower chakras, so there's seven of them. The three lower chakras are, are like physical earthly material chakras. And then the three upper are, are more like ethereal spiritual chakras. And then we have the heart, which is like the bridge between the two. Um, and they form from the time we're in our mother's womb, all the way up through adolescence, starting at the root chakra. So the root chakra is like the most dense energetically. It's our most physical chakra. It's where we feel when we're in balance here, um, physically safe and secure. So safe and secure in our physical bodies, healthy in our physical bodies or in our physical experience. So it also includes financial health, um, connection to our bodies. Um, the shadow side to the root chakra is fear and anxiety. So I've talked about this a lot lately because a good example is 2020 fear was everywhere. Right. And when we're in that state of fear, we're really ungrounded. We're really like stressed out. We can't think clearly. Um, things feel really uncertain, all of that. So something that's really important, I know we're all starting to kind of settle back down again, but it's to just stay really grounded. Right. So like going out in nature, um, drinking cacao. That's a thing that I'm super into. Um, you know, yeah, just going for like a walk outside, standing, standing on the ground in your barefoot and like pretending that there's tree roots growing out of your feet, you know, mm -hmm. or even just doing different types of breath work or whatever, just staying really like grounded and present in your body, um, feeling what it feels like in your body and just staying, you know, really in tune with that. So that's the first one. <laughs> I, I want to pause you for a yeah. second to say one, I was not intentional, but before we hit record, before we met up, I was having what I call grass time with my dog. We hang out in the grass, just sit on the grass oh, for a little best. while. And I was eating cacao. So I'm just oh my God. I love grounded it. right now. You are grounded. Yeah. And I showed up and I was like in a rush <laughs> we sat and, and so what I did, like you didn't see this, but I just put my feet flat on the floor and like, really like feel that connection. And that's like an immediate way to calm down. But yeah, sitting in yes. the grass, just like sit in the grass and that will like bring you right back down. Right. Back I start down. every day with my toes in the grass. Oh, I, go, I take my dog that. outside and go out barefoot. I live in Florida. Like there's no risk of frostbite. It does. Sometimes it's cold, but like, I'm not walking out in the snow. Um, but yeah, that's how I greet the day. It's so important and so beautiful. Yeah. So the other things I, I just wanted to say is for mm -hmm. people who are coming into this discussion of chakras from human design, yes, 
the names are similar and yes, human design has been influenced by the chakra system, but it's different. There are nine energy centers in human design and there are some things that are like completely different and like the root center in human design is not about safety and security. It is about groundedness, but just take off your human design hat as you're listening to Kelly. All right. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good, uh, little caveat there. And you know, when I first learned about human design, I was like, what's going, I was like, is this the same? I was like really confused. So that's a good thing that you just mentioned that. Um, yeah, so that's like, you know, and the root that I just want to talk about it a lot because it's really, really important. It is the foundation of our entire chakra system, which means it's the foundation of our entire, like human experience and soul experience. So it's then the first place in our body where the masculine and feminine meet. So they start at the bottom. Yeah. So they meet there. And then if you've heard of Kundalini yoga, um, that's where like the Kundalini energy, the Shakti energy also resides and Shakti is our feminine. So yes, Shakti is like the feminine energy. Shiva is the masculine energy, but they also start there and then they like go back and forth. Um, So, so yeah, so with Kundalini yoga, it's like the purpose is to take that Shakti energy from the base of the spine and shoot it up over like through the crown of the head, um, which you want to be careful with if you're new to that. But, um, but it's like, they call that the liberating current of energy. And then the energy going downward is called the manifesting current of energy. So I have like a whole protocol for manifestation that I do with the chakras, which is really cool and fun. And um, if we don't have time today, I could always send you a recording to share with the listeners so they can yes, give it a please. try. Um, but it's it's really fun. Um, so yeah, so that forms and we're like in our mother's womb until we are about a year and a half old-ish. Um, and the thing to think about with that, it's as our chakras form, if something happens to us in childhood during those times, um, we can start out with like an imbalance in each chakra, depending on like what happens in our life when it's forming or the types of things that happen in our adolescence. So that's why inner child healing work is really powerful. Um, because a lot of our limiting beliefs and the stories and the programming that we have, um, embedded within our subconscious formed be like when we were adolescents. So before we were like 12 to 14 years old. And once you get to that point, you know, we have all of this conditioning that's made us be this certain way. And the powerful thing that we can do as an adult is choose to dive deep and figure out why we believe what we believe about ourselves and the world around us to do the healing that we want to do. And then we can like really move forward into a life that is authentic and fulfilling to us and joyful. Right. So, so if we start out our lives, not feeling safe and secure, so our root chakra starts off out of balance, does that impact the other chakras as well? Yeah, it can. I find that people generally have, you know, either their lower chakras are a little more out of balance or their upper chakras, but it can also be all over the board. Um, so yeah, examples of like an example that's really good with one of my clients, um, that we kind of uncovered was that when she was born, she had a really loving, supportive, um, environment growing up. 
but, but when we, you know, I talked about being disconnected to our bodies so we can develop eating disorders. Um, and you know, eating disorders look like all sorts of different things. It's not just like anorexia or bulimia or obesity. It can be like all across the board, just having an unhealthy relationship with food and your body image. So anyway, we were trying to dive deep into like certain aspects and like why she had certain issues going on. And, you know, when she was born, she was born with like an, uh, her skull was like crushed, like indented and she had a really traumatic birth. So that in itself can be a reason why your root chakra begins out of balance. And then it can also be that, you know, maybe, um, our, childhood, like our home wasn't stable. We had to move a lot or our parents got divorced when we were an infant, something like that. All sorts of things can cause these imbalances and they can be like, like perceived as small or big traumas, but trauma is trauma. You know, you can't compare one trauma to another because it, it doesn't really matter as long as it's affecting you and how it is affecting you. Does that make sense? Yeah. So how does somebody heal? Like, how would she heal the fact that her skull was like traumatized during birth. Yeah. Well, they ended up like fixing it and she, yeah, she, um, her skull is normal now and all of that, but it was just this interesting discovery and it's really powerful because when we go back and we really find the root of why certain things are out of balance, why we have certain beliefs about ourselves, that's, and it's not like essential to healing, but it's a really powerful piece of healing. It's like understanding, like why I am the way that I am. And then from there, you'll have that in your conscious mind. So you'll start to notice things as they come up like, oh, I'm doing that again. But oh, that story isn't real. That's just a limiting belief that I picked up because of this or that or whatever. And then there's tons of different practices you can do to promote healing. Like, So how do we know if our chakra is out of balance? Well, um, I can tell you about all the chakras and kind of, you know, I'll, I can do a brief summary and then I'll give the kind of like, uh, indicators of if it's out of balance and then that's kind of how you can start to know. Um, and I'm happy to send you, I have like these chakra balancing flashcards as well that I can send to you that people can take a look at. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's people, it's pretty clear to people usually when I start talking about them, like, oh, okay, that's kind of something that I do, you know? And then when you start to get really, really tuned into your energy, you can also like really actually feel them, but that's a little bit later down the line. If this is like completely new to you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, do you want me to go up the other ones real quick? Yeah. So and just recap the root, if that's out of balance, you're feeling fear. Is that right? Fear, anxiety. Think like you don't feel grounded. You feel like, like flighty. Um, but, but the thing too, with the chakras is they can be out of balance in two ways. They can have excessive energy or deficient energy. So the indicators will show up a little bit differently based on how the energy is out of balance there. So that could take us like a long time to go through all of the things, but I'll give you guys the main ones that I see and that, um, come up, have come up with me and with my clients and all of that. And then there's like, there will be more on those little flashcards if people want to take a look at them. Yay. Okay. Keep going, please. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so with the root, um, the main, so if you're in balance, you feel like 
safe and secure in your physical experience. So in your physical body, you feel healthy and safe and secure, but also like financially, you feel like you're supported and you have shelter and nourishment and like enough in that area. Um, and then our sacral chakra is the second chakra. Um, and, oh, and they all have colors. So the root chakra is red. The sacral chakra is orange. And this is our center of emotional intelligence. So allowing ourselves in a balanced way to feel process and release emotions, um, as they come up and as we can do that, obviously different emotions might take longer to process and that's okay. But just being, allowing yourself to feel your emotions, not numbing and not like also like spewing them out reactively. Right. (laughs) Um, it's also our center of creativity and pleasure and sexuality. So being like sensual in your body, the element is water. So think of being like really go like flowy as you go through life rather than rigid, holding on too tight and like resisting change. Um, So when we're out of balance in the sacral chakra, it can show up as either, like I mentioned, numbing our emotions. So not letting ourselves feel our emotions or being like overly emotional on the other end of the spectrum. It can also feel like a block in creative energy, sexual energy. Um, and then on the other side, it can be like sexual addiction type of a thing. Um, and yeah, we might just not, we might just feel really rigid in our experience. Um, and I also love this one because it's like our center to me, it's our center of like divine feminine energy and like flow and that creativity and, and all of that. I just think it's really, really beautiful. Um, and I didn't mention this with the root, but the element for the root is earth. So we have earth and then water. Um, so if you think of those elements that can kind of just give you an idea of like what the chakra is like as well. Um, did I leave anything out there? I don't think so. Any questions on that one? No, again, don't think human design centers because the sacral center <laughs> is very different in human design. And a lot of the stuff you just mentioned actually shows up in other places in the human design chart. Oh, interesting. Gotta love like all the like similarities and differences yeah. and, um, and yeah, and both give, give you permission to like be you and do mm-hmm. you and all of that. So I love that. Um, okay. So the next chakra, our third chakra. So it's, um, so the sacral chakra is in the lower belly and like the sacrum, if you think that flat bone in your lower back. Um, and then the solar plexus is in our upper belly. Um, and I didn't mention this before, but I want to kind of throw it in there. There's just so much to these, so it can, you know, but I did mention that they all correlate to physical attributes as well. So the root is like our legs and our feet, our sciatic nerve. They all correlate to a different nerve plexus. Um, our sacral is like our reproductive organs. Um, our solar plexus is like our digestive organs. So like our stomach and our colon and all of that. Um, so our solar plexus, the color is yellow and it's our center of, I like to say transformation. Um, the element is fire. So if you think of that, like inner fire, where we harness the courage and the will to transform our lives. Um, that's what that is when we're in balance. And when we're out of balance, we feel, um, unworthy often is, is the thing. We also might feel a lot of, um, shame and, and with that, you know, we might either 
be like too into that fire. Like we're using too much of that fire, which, which, which we kind of see a lot in the world we live in. But at the same time, we also see a lot of the other side, which is, you know, people, a lot of my clients come to me with this, like procrastinating on, on like what will actually move the needle in their life. And what procrastination really is, is self-sabotage because we don't feel worthy of what we want. Like we don't feel good enough or smart enough or whatever. Right. So it's really about healing our self-worth, feeling worthy of what we are trying to manifest and call into our life. And then taking that inspired action, harnessing that inner will to go after it. So I love that one. (laughs) I love that one too. Wait, what color is it? Yellow. When, um, I used to do a lot of Reiki sessions a friend of mine did the Reiki and during every session, I would just see fields of yellow. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's magical. I think I had someone tell me that too. I do Reiki as well. Um, I haven't been doing it as much in the last year cause COVID and all of that, but, um, cause I used to do in-person sessions, but I had someone else tell me that once too a client, like he would see like fields of yellow flowers and yeah, it was always like so sunflowers beautiful. and other yellow flowers. Sunflowers I do favorite. Reiki on my dog, but that's <gasps> the extent of my Does your Reiki. dog like it. Yes. He asks for it during thunderstorms. So cute. My dog's always like, what are you doing to me? But she's a little skittish. So <laughs> she's like, what's going on? <laughs> That's so cute though. Like a little, like a thunder jacket of Reiki for your dog. Well, actually, now that we're in Florida, we do thunder jacket and Reiki and CBD and there's um, calming dog music on Spotify. We do all the things. Everything. calming dog music? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, um, we call it sleepy puppy music because it makes us sleepy too. It's very effective. That is amazing. I'm going to find, yeah. Cause my dog has anxiety. So we do thunder jacket, CBD. Mm-hmm. I put on like yoga music and that calms her down, but I love. You got to try the calming puppy the music. music. I yeah. will. Oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> okay. So what's after solar plexus? Then we get into heart. Okay. Yeah. So again, the, the first three are like the more material. And then the heart is the bridge um, between the material and the more ethereal. Um, so the heart is our center of unconditional love acceptance, um, compassion and forgiveness. And I like to always say first towards ourself and then towards others, because if we don't show ourselves those things, um, as much as we want to show up and give those things fully to others, we're not going to be able to, you know? Um, so, so yeah, when we are in balance here, we like feel this like unconditional love. We, we accept ourselves and others for like who we are, right? Our strengths are, I like to say struggles, not weaknesses, but like, you know, the things that we're really like proud of and good at and the things that are a little bit harder for us, we accept ourselves and we like realize that no one is perfect and um, we are perfectly imperfect just as we are. We also have been able to forgive ourselves and others for for things that we might have been holding in at some point um, and just show ourselves and others like total compassion. Um, so when we're out of balance here, we, a lot of times we'll either feel, you know, isolated because we've built walls up around our hearts because of things that have happened to us. We might feel lonely. 
Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, we might feel, um, like we are drained of energy because we don't have the right boundaries set in place. So we're like giving too much to others, not giving to ourselves. Um, and through that, we're like, our, our cup is empty. Right. And, and again, because of that, we're not able to fully give and receive love freely. Right. Because we either are like drained completely or we just have walls up. So those are like the two big things I've seen. And, and grief is one that you hear is like a shadow side of that a lot as well. But, and I, I like to think of grief as like, it's not just from death or the loss of a person in your life, which are the main ones that you often think of, but we can feel grief because, because we have those walls up and we're not able to like receive love. You know, we can feel grief because of, you know, lack of love for ourselves. So there's many ways that grief can like manifest within. And the element for that one is air and the color is emerald green or like rose pink. I personally like relate to the emerald green more at this point in my life. It used to be the rose pink. So I think you can kind of like pick the one that, that resonates with you and visualize that one if you want to. Yeah. How did it get two colors? You know, um, so the colors are chosen because of the, and don't like completely quote me on this. I read this years ago, um, but because of the like density of the color, Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And then there's also like seed sound mantras for each one and the vibration of that, um, matches with the balanced vibration of each chakra. So if you chant the mantra or you play like a sound bowl, um, the keynote for that one, like those will help bring the chakra back into balance. So, like I said, there's so many ways that we can like help rebalance. Um, and those are two of the main ways also, um, mantra, like using affirmations is a really beautiful way to help bring them back into balance as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then the next one is our throat chakra. So it's our fifth one and it encompasses like our throat, our neck, our jaw, our mouth, like everything inside of our mouth. Uh, the color is sky blue. And so when we get into these upper chakras, they are like all of them, the element is ether or space. But I have like my favorite teacher of the chakras, Anodea Judith. She wrote this amazing book called Wheels of Life that I highly recommend to everybody if this really interests you um, and you want to learn more about it. She put like secondary elements on them. So in her teaching, the secondary element is sound, which makes sense, right? Because we're we're speaking reverberating sound, all of that. Um, so this is where we speak our authentic truth with confidence, clarity, and compassion is what I like to say, right? So when we're in balance here, we speak our truth, we do it compassionately, we do it directly and confidently and clearly. Um, so when we're out of balance here, either it manifests as, you know, us being like really quiet and not speaking up for ourselves and others, or just like speaking our truth. And then on the other end of the spectrum, it can be like gossiping and talking over people and interrupting and, and all of that. So it's really about finding that balance. Um, wait a second. So you said that the, did you say that all the chakras develop when we're like during the first year of life or just the root chakra? just the root. So it's like the root from 
when we're in the womb until about a year and a half, then the sacral from about a year, they kind of overlap to like two or two and a half. And then it goes up and up and up. So it's like a, a year and a half span of each one developing. So by the time we get to the upper chakras, we're kind of like in our late childhood, getting into preteens. And then by the time we get to the crown chakra, it's like adolescence and up. Like going I was into just thinking throat when it's either like you're super quiet or gossipy. That makes me think like fifth, sixth, seventh grade. Horrible time. It's a horrible, horrible time. (laughs) Girls were so mean. (laughs) Yeah. For girls, girls, I believe all have out of balance throat chakras at that time. Totally. Oh my God. Yeah. It was rough, rough time. I got bullied, but it was good. I learned, I learned a lesson from it and it, it brought me onto this path, but it was not fun. it's it, It is around, it is around that age, maybe a little bit a little bit earlier. Um, so yeah, what was I going to say about it? Yeah. It's just really important that we, you know, get clear on our authentic truth and start practicing ways of speaking. So, you know, podcasting for an example, example, I'm sure when you first started podcasting, it felt really awkward and, Mm -hmm. you know, at least it did for me. And after a year and a half of doing it, I now feel way more confident than I did before. So it's just this practice of, and this is where they start to play off each other. Like a lot of people need this to set boundaries and start to speak their boundaries. Um, a lot of women, especially. Yes. So, so yeah, where we speak our truth with confidence, clarity, and compassion. And the best way you can bring balance to this one is to just start practicing speaking or like, let yourself sing when you're in the shower, in the car, uh, you know, just really you start to use your voice and you can build into it. It doesn't have to be like crazy differences overnight. And I find that most people are blocked here because of fear of judgment. So fear of people, you know, getting mad at them or making fun of them, all, like all different types of judgment can cause people to really close up, you know, but then we also often see people on the other end of the spectrum. So yes, we do. all about balance. Yeah. Um, so then we get up to our sixth chakra at the center of the forehead. Our third eye is our center of intuition. So that our deep inner knowing our gut feelings and the color of this one is indigo. So it's like a dark purple blue. I like to imagine the night sky with stars in it when I, when I think of it. Um, and when it's out of balance, we often feel unclear on, you know, what we want for our lives. We have trouble like seeing a clear vision of what we want to bring in, or even what we want our our life to look like in this moment. We doubt ourselves a lot. We're indecisive and might feel really confused about which life path to take, or it can be even confusions over small, small decisions, like picking things off a menu. That's a good, uh, little exercise I give everyone to do, just start practicing using your intuition with small things. So when you go to like get food off a menu, look through it once, pick something and trust yourself and go with it. Right. So leaning into that trust. And when we practice, you're a manifester, right? And so switching to human design, which by the way, the 
now these chakras do not line up with the energy centers. So remember, you're not thinking human design right now. But side note, as a manifester, you guys don't know you don't know what you want and you tend to amplify other people's desires. So one of the things I tell manifestors is look at the menu ahead of time, choose what you want and commit. Oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Are all manifestors, um, emotional, is it emotional authority? Okay. No, I'm emotional authority. So I have to like ride the wave. But I will say with intuition, and we talked about this, I think before you press record, when we connect it with our body, so now we're looking at the chakra system as a whole, connecting it with those lower chakras, when we can really start to feel our intuition in our body, it can help us to make decisions so much easier, Yeah. right? So really feeling into your body, what does it feel like when something is a yes? How do I feel when I'm lit up? My heart feels open or my shoulders feel relaxed or it just feels like a yes. And then what is it when it's a no or my intuition is warning me of like danger, danger, danger. If usually for a lot of people feels like a knot in their stomach or for me, it's my tension in my neck and my shoulders or even this part of my back that like spazzes when something is not right for me, you know? Mm. So when we can connect it with the body, we can start to hear, see, feel our intuition. Cause we're all kind of different. We're all different. We all yeah. tune into it differently. Um, a lot easier. And then we have this inner compass that's always guiding us in the right direction. Cause our intuition will never lead us down a bad path, you know? Never. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we get to the crown. So the crown is on the top of the head. They say it floats an inch above the crown of the head. The color is either violet or like a golden white, which I like to visualize. And this is the one it, it develops basically from like 14 and up, you know, and this is our center of connection to something greater than ourselves, our connection of oneness, realizing that we are, we all come from the same source energy. We're all just simply different entities of that energy living out unique experiences. And with that, I like to say it's, it's where we realize like we have this infinite well of wisdom available to us at all times because we are, we are divine beings. We are related to, we come from the divine. We are divine. We have all of this wisdom available to us. All we need to do is get quiet and be able to hear it. Same with our intuition. Um, so the biggest things you'll see here when it's out of balance is just feeling unsupported, like life is happening to you rather than for you, uh, feeling again, unclear on where you need to go and what you need to do to live a life that's fulfilled and purposeful and joyful and all of that might also feel apathetic and just like, blah, like I, or like, there's nothing greater than you. That's the biggest sign. If you feel like you're just here alone on like in this human experience, and then you're going to die and just, that's it. That's a sign that the crown chakra is out of balance. So we bring that into balance through meditation, going out in nature, sitting in the grass, right? There it is connecting with the root chakra, but just connecting to this energy that is greater than us. So uh, yeah, so that's, that's all of them. So again, if you start at the crown and you work down to the root, that's called the manifesting current. And that's because 
if you think about it at the crown, like I just said, it's where we have an infinite well of wisdom available to us. And so when an idea comes into our mind and we can really begin to decipher between an idea that comes from our soul and an idea that comes from programming, when we realize it's this soul thing that like is really calling us that manifestation, we realize it's fully meant for us. And so then we take it down through all the other chakras and look at different aspects and practice different pieces of inspired action so that it can fully manifest down uh, through the root chakra into this physical experience. So I, I love that um, method. And I found that it's really powerful for just seeing manifestation on more of like the physical plane rather than just this woo woo energetic plane, which I love, but I know a lot of people need the tools and it can help us to really work towards things, yeah. take action towards it. That's so helpful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you took us through seven chakras. I've heard that there are possibly nine, 12. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with this guy, let's call him a fascist specialist. I don't really know what he, mm-hmm. how he defines himself. And he works by finding two points on your body, like where there's, he can feel some things off. And then it's like, he triangulates to find the place that's like, that needs attention. And sometimes that place that needs attention is like two feet off your body. Mm -hmm. So is that a chakra that he's adjusting? I mean, you don't know, but you know, I don't know the, what you just said though, is true. Cause there's different schools of thought on the chakras. We do, we have a lot of chakras in our body. It's not just the seven main ones that I mentioned. Um, but the, we have like chakras on our hands, on our feet. Like we have chakras everywhere, but the philosophy that I follow goes off the seven main chakras, but I know that there's other schools of thought that say that there's more main ones. Um, I would think off the top of my head that he, I mean, cause our energy extends past our physical body, right? right? We've all heard of our aura. So it could be something he's adjusting in our energy field, which again is still part of our energy. So that that's what that says to me, but I don't know. I'm really interested. I'm really interested too. And he is so, um, he's like, it's just, it's right here. I'm like, what, what is it? He's like, it's a spot right here. Okay. It's just stagnant energy. I can, I can, I can see that we're not getting anywhere with this. So I'll stop yeah. asking questions. <laughs> no, I think that's really interesting. And yeah, it's probably just stagnant energy in your energy field and he's releasing it, mm-hmm. you know? So fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> and he's actually like, so not particularly spiritual. So yeah, when I'm asking, I'm like, well, is that part of my aura? Is that part of the energy system? He's like, it's just over here. <laughs> I love that. But it, it is such a spiritual thing. So it's cool that someone who's not all about energy or like spirituality and all of that senses that and works on it and doesn't need to label it. Right. Cause exactly. it is, we're just labeling things. Mm-hmm. Nothing is nothing that we label is actually that like what it is. It's just our way of communicating certain like feelings and situations and things to one another. Right. Yeah, so, exactly. Like we call a tree, a tree because we need a label for it. it just makes it easier to talk about that beautiful, majestic 
being thing. that's rooted yeah. to the ground and reaches up to the sky. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I love that. Mm-hmm. Great way to tie it in. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kelly, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. I have two more questions for you, yeah. which may evolve into more, but the first is one that I ask a lot of my guests. I don't want to ask everybody because I think I told you before we start recording, I'm not really one for rules, but I'm curious, what's the scariest thing you've ever done? And know that you can't get this wrong. And the first thing that comes to mind is what you're supposed to share today. Hmm. Okay. Well then I would say, um, I, was in a long-term relationship. And I think leaving that relationship, um, ending it was probably the scariest thing I'd ever done. You know, I was 31 and had planned on marrying him and doing all this stuff. And we, we had a good relationship. We're still like good friends and, and all of that, but leaving that was pretty terrifying at that point in my life. And I, I talk about, I talked about the, you know, aligning ourselves with what we've been taught we should do versus, um, what our soul is calling us to do. And that really gave me a chance to practice that philosophy. Um, and you know, getting married is still something I want to do, but it made me take a step back and look at like, why am I wanting this specific thing so much? Um, what is, is it my programming or is it actually something I'm called to do in my life? And, you know, in that point in time, I was called to leave. I knew I needed to, to like grow and to, um, move forward in my life and beautiful things happened after. So, you know, my soul didn't lead me astray, but it was just this like great opportunity to practice what I preach and, and to take a big leap of faith. And one of the biggest things that keeps coming to my mind as of late is like the bigger, the risk, the bigger, the reward, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, and because of other things, but I, that just like keeps popping into my head lately. So I yeah. heard this quote years ago from a big way, big, big wave surfer. You got to risk it. If you want the biscuit. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, if something's meant for you, you're, it'll end up. And that's the thing with manifestation. We think that, you know, we ask for something and we start to work towards it. And we oftentimes hold on so tightly to the idea of how and when it's going to happen. And if we want like the, whatever it is to come in, in a way that's for our highest good, we have to let go and we have to just tune into our intuition and follow it. Even when it makes no sense at all. Even when our ego is like, no, be scared. Don't, don't, don't do it. You don't like change all of that. You know, Mm -hmm. you got to say like, thank you, but no, thank you. I'm going to go this way, even though it doesn't logically make sense to me. I think of it as though you're like, you're eating at a restaurant and you get up to go to the bathroom and you think you found the bathroom and you're trying to open the door and it's locked. And so you're really like jiggling the door (laughs) and you're trying to get in there and it won't let you in because it's the storage closet. (laughs) <laughs> the bathroom is just down the hall. So when you keep going, you're going to find what you're looking for, but that yes. door is not for you. You're not supposed to pee in the storage closet. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no peeing in that mop bucket. No, don't do that. <laughs> Toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Toilets are for humans. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So next question is imagine that you have access to a billboard where you get to write whatever you want on it 
It's a message for the whole world. You can put this billboard wherever you want, but wherever it is, it magically, everyone in the world can read it. What would you write? I would write, you are worthy. All you need to do is remember. Mm. Because, you know, we are all worthy of everything that we want to call in. And there's really nothing we need to do except remember that we are worthy of it. And all the, all the work, the meditating, the journaling, the breath work, the movement, all of that, the eating healthy and nourishing our body, that helps us to remember our worth. So there's really, you don't really need to do any of that, but all of those tools help you to remember. And once you do fully like remember down to your bones that you are worthy of whatever you want, that's when it's able to come in. Yeah. Cause that's when you like lock into alignment and then everything can just flow in. Yeah, exactly. Mm, thank you. Yeah. You are such a gift and such a well of <laughs> wisdom and such a bright light. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Where can people learn more about you and work with you? Well, thank you for having me. This was such a great conversation and you're coming on my show. So I'm really excited to get to flip, flip it around on you. Um, okay. People can find me on Instagram at Kelly Collins wellness. Uh, my podcast Instagram is the soul spark podcast. And my podcast is called soul spark with Kelly Collins. They can find me on my website at kellycollinswellness.com, YouTube, Kelly Collins wellness. Facebook, Kelly Collins Wellness, although I don't really do much on there. And I think that's that's about it. I'm on Insight Timer. If anyone uses Insight Timer, I have a few meditations on there. So planning to add more in the future. I have one on there. I, nice. I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot about it, actually. I put one up there, then totally moved on with my life. And I get emails saying that I've made eight cents. Oh, I get those too. It's great. Yeah. I have like four up. I'm like, I really need to keep adding because I have so many recorded. I just forget to put them on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for that reminder. Thank and, you for the eight um, cents. <laughs> you have retreats coming up most likely. So should people just check out your websites for the, for the latest? Yep. Yeah. I have my, I have a group program coming up in July and then I'm I told you before, I think I'm booking a Bali retreat for this fall. And then I'm have another couple things in the works. So they can, yeah, check it out on my website. They can sign up for my newsletter on my website and then they'll get updates from me regularly, like once or twice a month. And, and yeah, the retreats are amazing. They're, they're for women. Um, and it's a beautiful way to just really come together and connect and, you know, we're able to do it in a safe way even with all the COVID stuff going on. And um, especially now more than ever, it feels amazing to get together and be able to touch each other and all of that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds crazy. That's like watching TV now. It makes me really uncomfortable when people get really close to each other. Like, why aren't you wearing a mask? I know. Oh my God. You're like within a foot of that person. Yeah. But although when I see someone wearing a mask on a TV show, I'm like, no, don't remind me. Yeah. Let me, let me just forget. <laughs> yeah. I actually like seeing you guys get so close. It just makes me, I just red flags go up at first. Yeah. Alert. <laughs> yes. Okay. Kelly, this has been fabulous. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed that. Isn't Kelly magical and powerful and such a bright light? You can learn more about her at kellycollinswellness.com. And she was so generous and shared links to her chakra balancing flashcards and her chakras manifest manifestation meditation. And you can find all of that in the show notes. Remember it's kellycollinswellness.com. And Remember, four weeks to quit the stuff that isn't serving you starts April 11th, and I want you there. I am really passionate about sharing this work with the world and this process with the world and welcoming people in. No more holding yourself back. It's time to quit the stuff that isn't working for you. It's time to quit the stuff that is draining your energy. It is time to quit the stuff that you just flat out don't like. If it doesn't light you up, it's got to go. And I would be honored and super pumped to help you with that process. Go to kelseyabbott.com slash quit. And of course, this is in the show notes. kelseyabbott.com slash quit to sign up before April 11th. I'll see you in four weeks to quit the stuff that isn't serving you. I love you. Go forth and be awesome.